what I'm saying is that I'm going to show you how to do everything. I'm not going to charge you a damn thing for it. If you listen to this podcast and the one that I, I put out on New Year's Eve, you put these two together, you don't need me. You don't need to pay me. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to hire a coach. So somebody asked me the other day, hey, how did you go from PT and, and doctor to coaching online business, coaching online fitness coaches, coaching business in general? And actually, it's a really good question. And the answer is the same reason why I got into PT and injury rehab and everything that I did that allowed me to become an incredibly great doctor. I mean, here's what happened. My first video, if you go back to my very first video that I posted on social media, it was so bad that I filmed it the wrong direction and I had two black stripes on it. You should look it up, two black stripes. And the video didn't even finish. I did it with a guy named Jamie Lee. He was a coach at this CrossFit gym I went to. And we were going to start talking about shoulder issues. And I didn't even finish the sentence. I got about 12 seconds in, 15 seconds in, and the video just cut off. I didn't know. And that's what I posted. And that's how it all began. But I got tired of looking at what was being put out there and people were charging money for. Or even if they weren't charging money, it was just this anecdotal bullshit that nobody was doing to, to help anybody. They were doing it to help themselves, not to help the person. The biggest catalyst for me was when I, uh, my dad. So my dad was, he was an athlete for as long as I can remember, just an incredible soccer player. He could swim like a fish. He was covered in muscle. Like he was just this badass machine until he wasn't. And he just gave up. You know, I mean, if you've listened to any of my other episodes, you understand why I'm saying it. Like he was, he used to ride his 10 speed to work and ride home. That was just normal. You couldn't find most of, oh God, most of the people listening to this podcast probably have never even been on a fucking bike because you guys are sloppy and lazy. And, and I don't have sympathy for you. I have standards and, and my standards demand that I become the best version of myself. To do anything less than, than that is the highest level of disrespect. And I think what ends up happening is that's what people do. They come, on, they come on social media, they grab their phone, they take these videos, they edit the shit out of them, and they think they're somebody important, but they have nothing important to say. And they start dumping this word salad into social media demanding that they're valuable and, and that they're entitled to a profit or a revenue stream, yet they're providing garbage. But the people that are genuinely producing valuable content are either unheard of, unseen, or afraid to do anything, or they get ostracized and get the shit beat out of them by all the sloppy idiots out there that really don't know anything. There's just a lot of them. And I, I guarantee you there's tons of people right now listening to this that have been burned by a coach, burned by a salesman, burned by a doctor. Burned, like it, The list goes on and on. Like I built a business before I started teaching people how to build a business. Not one, not two, three. I built body hacks. Look them up. I built body hacks. I had the spine, a chiropractic PT clinic, and I have Smashworks, all three doing well over a million dollars a year. So before I started telling people how to build businesses, I was successful. I was a seven-figure business owner once, twice, three times over. And that, that being said, I see a lot of people coming out. And they're just telling people how to run a business, but they have no concept. They're doing this cookie cutter, cut and, cut and paste garbage of, of saying, listen, here is, here's use these DM scripts. They convert the best. Use this email sequence. It converts the best. But the issue is 
Everybody knows their scripts. One of my best friends is Andy Elliott, right? This guy is so good at sales because he gives a shit. Because the word tracks that he comes up with are genuine. And whether you agree or disagree, I don't care. I'm right. Andy is a great fucking man. I've known Andy for about a year now. And he is a brother to me. I love him to death. Listen to what he says. He knows what he's talking about. And he does it from a place that actually is genuine. The people that complain the most, that whine the most and point the most fingers are always the ones at the bottom. It's never anybody winning. There's nobody winning that's pointing at anyone else that's winning, saying bad things. It's only the people at the bottom. But the reason I bring that up is if you listen to him, help somebody how to sell, teach them how to sell. He does it in a way where you understand the concept. You don't memorize scripts and you don't memorize, you don't have this magic DM sequence and you don't have this magic funnel that everybody buys from. That's not how it works. And I think what ends up happening is people go out and they have this idea about a business. They have this idea about a body or about a marriage or about fitness. It doesn't matter. And they get coached or they get advice from somebody who has no concept or they're only in it for themselves, for the money or the clout or the experience or whatever it is. And then they give advice to somebody, but they don't even, even, they don't have any real experience themselves. Like there are people out there that are making probably millions of dollars as coaches, but their business is coaching people and they've never had a business before that. Hey, good on you if that's you doing it. But honestly, you've never built a business until then. I, I got nothing to say to you. I just don't care. I, I personally think you're full of shit. I, and it, again, you don't have to like me. You don't have to hate me. I don't give a shit what your opinion is. I understand that if you want to be successful, do the thing that you're telling other people to do to be successful. It's like having a fat trainer. Listen, I don't care how much you know. If you are fat and sloppy and you're a personal trainer, I don't trust you because you can't control what you put in your mouth. Anyone that starts talking about addiction and food and listen, the easiest thing you can control is what you put in your pie hole. Shut your mouth. Don't eat it. Oh, you don't understand. It's just so addictive. No, you have learned helplessness. That's an entirely different podcast that we could talk about. But that's what happens with, I think, a lot of these clients that, that spend an awful lot of money on coaches. And, and this isn't a pitch for me. Coach with me, don't coach with me. That's on you. Either way, I'm going to eat tonight and my family's still going to be rich and happy. So I don't really care. The point is, is I'm coming on here for free to help you guys. But everybody's asking me, well, why did you start coaching people in business? Why did you start teaching people how to become an online coach? What? Because I got tired of seeing all the idiots out there, number one. And number two is I got burned by not one, but two coaches. And that's my own fault, of course. But I made, I, I went, you know what? Instead of sitting here trying to find the one that does the right thing, I'm going to become the one that does the right thing. Same thing I did with Smashworks. So I started putting out content, helping people with their injuries and not this bullshit content where it's like, I'll give you five, 10%. But if you want the other 90% or 95%, you have to buy my program. Here's the link. Buy it. It's 30% off. We're having a crazy sale today. I gave it all away. Like I charged nothing. I had people telling me I need to be able to pay you money. How do I pay you? I have strings of emails and DMs of people going, how do I give you money because you've helped me so much? I get messages still to this day from people going, you're my go-to resource. I get called the goat all the time for, for Smashworks. It became so well-received that I created another company called Body Hacks. 
and I took body hacks and I went and started, there's three books sitting right over there that I wrote like real books, not eBooks or something that AI wrote. Like those are, I had to sit down and type those fucking books, books, right? I sat at my dining room table when I still lived in California and I didn't write one, I wrote three and I had to get them all done in two and a half weeks. Yeah, that's a deadline. That's what people do when they need to win is they go, all right. And I ignored everything else in my life for that period of time, two and a half weeks. And I wrote those books. Well, they went on to sell all over the place. They're books on how to do everything that I do in Smashworks and Body Hacks. Every injury, every rehab, every assessment, it is everything that they're going to charge you. If you go to become a physical therapist, they're going to charge you 150 to 200 grand to learn how to do all this stuff. I even have anatomy and neurology in there. It's all in there. And the books, I mean, you'll, you're going to spend less than 120 bucks for three books. I even digitized the class so you could watch it online because I got tired of seeing people charge money for garbage. It's like taking a car. It's a rusted out piece of shit. Give it a good paint job and sell it at night. It is still a rusted out piece of shit. Like a, a gold covered turd is still a, a turd. And so I got tired of seeing it. That's why, I be, that's why I started doing Smashworks. That's why I started doing PT videos. That's why I started doing rehab videos because I went, I'm just going to give it all away. We would get phone calls every day from doctors threatening to sue me or yelling and screaming at me that I'm giving away all the secrets. And their patients were always coming to me. So it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're good at it first before you start telling everybody else how to do it. Well, same thing happened with a coach. I was with a coach far too long. This guy was dated and just, he taught the same hired things for years. Yeah, I was with him for years. Here's what a coach should be doing, just so you know. Constantly pushing you to never make the same mistake twice. Constantly pushing you to evolve and giving you the tools to do it. Not going, figure it out, I'll give you the steps. Actually telling you how to do it and then watching to make sure you stay within the lines so you do it right. And if you present something to that coach that might be better, the coach's job is to look at it and go, I've tried that, it didn't work, or that's a great fucking idea, let's hit the gas. My first coach I had, believe me, it's taking everything I've got not to say his name, but he had this, this, I don't know what to call her, this store-bought wife that he sniped from another guy uh, only because she was, oh, she, she made a bad decision. She should have stayed with the other guy, I'll say that because he was a better dude. But she wound up with this guy because he had money and she had kids. She didn't know what to do. So I guess she made the best of the situation. The point is, everything that I brought to this guy was pissed on and shot down because he didn't like it. Now, here's when I knew the coach was a bad coach. When I bought a Ferrari that was a lot nicer than his, it wasn't on purpose. I just liked the car and my buddy Jack went, hey, do you still want the Ferrari? Fuck yeah, absolutely. There's a story behind that too. It's a badass story. But when I saw the Ferrari, just to give you an idea, I didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it up. I didn't even believe people had Ferraris. That's how broke I was. And I went, I told Brandy, I'd only been dating her for like two weeks. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to have that car. And it wasn't just to be impressive because I wasn't impressive. It was me going, I'm going to have that car. One like it? No, that one. A year and a half later, it was sitting in my driveway. No, in my garage. The point is I showed up to a seminar with this car and he got mad. And then he said, I think it's time we have the talk. And then he proceeded to call me the next day and chastise me for 45 minutes about how it was stupid to buy the car. And I'm a fucking idiot. And if you have 
people that get terminal illnesses, because at the time I was going through cancer, people that have terminal illnesses tend to make some very bad decisions that have repercussions in their family when they're gone. Like it was just nonstop bullshit. And I went, this is crazy. So instead of listening to him, I went out and I bought a uh, badass Lamborghini instead. And I parked that out front of the seminar every fucking day. He shit all over that too, made fun of it. What's interesting is he was the only one. And then I started social media and he attacked that like crazy. Yet everybody at his seminar was taking pictures with me and asking me how I did it. You, he would guilt people into staying and yet the people that were staying were not getting any further and teaching data information. I, if I keep teaching you how to change a tire over and over again, that's not going to help you. And that's exactly what happens with a lot of these coaches is they get stuck in their own little rut and they never evolve. I read like, look at this. This is all the shit that I want to teach you today. If you see this, this is probably 30 pages. I, I, this has potential to be a three hour podcast. It's going to be like Joey Rogan. And he's going to hear this. And he's going to be like, dude, get on my show. Joe's a good dude. He's, uh, he's the first guy that sent me a message when I was sick in the hospital asking if I was okay. He's a good guy. What I'm saying is that I'm going to show you how to do everything. I'm not going to charge you a damn thing for it. If you listen to this podcast and the one that I, I put out on New Year's Eve, you put these two together, you don't need me. You don't need to pay me. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to hire a coach. A coach is there to help you implement everything, not to keep hammering in the dated information that you already know that you probably could grab your phone and figure out on your own. A coach saves you time. You're buying time with a coach. If you pay a coach for a year and it saves you a decade, it's money well spent. You need to look at that and go, uh, I'm willing to spend a hundred grand on that. But if the coach drags his feet and tells you it's going to take two years, three years to gain traction and build an audience, fuck that coach. That's a lie. That's, they're selling you on their lack of vision, their lack of output, their lack of results. Why would you ever listen? They're selling you on their insecurities. Listen to your coaches when they talk. Are they talking down to you about what you want to do? Or are they going, there's a better way to do it. If you do it like this, you're going to succeed. See, they're different. And if they go, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll find out. Listen to that person. A coach shouldn't know everything. If they think they know everything, listen, here's a great way to look at it. If coaches promise you it's going to be easy, if they guarantee you a certain number of dollars, you know, every week just by doing their program, if they guarantee you that your following's just going to explode if you do this magic method, and if they tell you that you can just sit on your couch on your ass and work for an hour every day, you're going to make millions of dollars, fucking run. That's bullshit. I work 16-hour days. You can ask anybody in my fat. You can ask anybody I know. I work 16-hour days. I am up first thing in the morning. I do my standard SOP every morning. Like, is your coach even disciplined? Or are they just jumping into a, a, a cold plunge every fucking day calling it discipline? And I know I'm bagging on coaches, but I'm tired of seeing these guys come across my feed talking about how great they are, taking pictures of them and their jets and some woman with a giant pair of tits and her ass hanging out standing in front of a Ferrari going, I'm successful. Half the time it's rented. Rolling around on a stack of $100 bills in your mom's basement on your bed is not successful. That's the issue. You can check any one of my bank accounts. There's seven zero. There's, it's, they're all seven figures, baby. Actually, it's, that's not true. Crypto and most of the money we have is working for us. But the, issue, the point is, is there's a lot of money to be accessed if we need. And if people start asking you to prove it, you don't need to prove shit. Move on. Your actions prove it, not whether or not you have a piece of paper that says you have money. Like, so anyway, I, when I told him I wasn't going to, like, I even told him who I was going to coach with. It was Bedros, right? I coached with Bedros and he's a badass. Bedros Koulian is 
fuck, this guy's a great coach, man. I have coached with Bedros three times. The first time I coached with B and we became friends. He invited me to this thing called an empire mastermind. I didn't even know who the fuck he was. I had no idea who Bedros was. I was like, dude, this guy has a crazy ass name. Bedros Cooley. And it sounds like a car. Like, I'm like, that's the craziest name I've ever seen. And at the time he had long hair, a big old beard. And I didn't know who he was. So I look, he sent me this text. Hey, dude, you need to come to the empire mastermind. Well, fuck, I don't know what that is, but sure. I don't know. Let me look you up first. Make sure you don't want me to dress up like little Bo Peep or something, you know, like nothing weird. And I went down to Chino Hills, didn't even know where that was in California. Went down to Chino Hills, walked into this thing, Fit Body Bootcamp HQ. And uh, I met Joan Arca, his right hand and all these people. And um, I mean, there were some great, like Tony Blower was there. There's a bunch of great people there. You know, Craig Valentine, just really good, good people, good caliber of people all over. And I sat in the, co- the seminar for about an hour and a half, two hours. The first break we had, I walked up to him and I said, how do I coach with you? And he goes, whoa. He goes, we don't get a lot of people like that. You're what we call a laydown sale. And he didn't mean it as an insult. I knew what I wanted. I had no business spending the money, by the way, it's 50 grand. I had no business spending the money. I didn't, I barely had it. I took almost everything I had to pay him. I didn't care. I knew he was the guy that was going to teach me something. And I did. And I made a shitload of progress because of him. Not just, not just financial. His business mind is next level. It's nuts. He, he knows a lot. And he knows things that you wouldn't think of. And he has a great way of explaining them. He's, my wife calls him an old soul. And he is, listen to him speak. But I have so much respect for Bedros. But when I told the other coach, I go, listen, I'm going to go a different direction. This guy knows what to do with online. He knows he's just a lot more in line with what I want to do. I don't want to be a doctor anymore. Like, fuck that. I'm tired of going to a brick and mortar when I have this online presence that I can monetize. And that was before, this was 10 years ago. And so I started doing it. He got mad. This other coach got mad and started just trash talking Bedros about how he has this house of cards and it's all going to fail. And I'm like, fuck, you have no idea who this guy is, number one. But number two, he said the same thing about Ed Milet. Dude, if you know who Ed Milet is, he is one of the most genuine people you'll ever meet. Ed's a great man. God-fearing, great man, gives so much. That guy fucking cares, man. I, I, I love both these guys. And he just would insult these people. All those things screamed at me so much insecurity. And I know right now somebody's like, well, what are you doing? Aren't you insulting them? No, I'm telling you the truth about bad coaches. Look for this stuff. So if they insult you, if they keep telling you the same dated information, if they keep telling you that it's going to take forever or it's going to happen instantaneous, both of those, just giant red flags. If they struggle to pay their bills, if their entire presence is going, look at how much money I have and that's all they have, I'd question all of it. I'd question all of it. If they guilt trip you, I'd question it. So I, anyway, I went and coached with Bedros and it turned into this amazing experience. So I wound up coaching with him two more times. The third time he actually coached me for free because I helped him with his knee. He had a knee issue and he was on this uh, fat tire. It's like a skateboard with one big fat wheel in the center. He's, he fucking surfs. Like he's a great dude. And he wiped out, trashed his knee. We were at, a, at an event. Both of us were speaking uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. And he's like, hey, you still do that PT stuff? I said, yeah. I said, can you, can you look at my knee, bro? He goes, it is so fucking bad. I just went up to my room and I could, like, I was like in excruciating pain. I go, fuck yeah, let's do it. So I spent 15, 20 minutes just grinding on his fucking knee and going through all kinds of rehab, like hardcore stuff that I do to get people back on their feet and back in the game, like fast. He got on stage, gave me the best thing anyone could. It's worth more than any money. He goes, by the way, 
He goes, do you guys know Trevor the Spartan? You go, where is he, Trevor? And I was like, I'm over here, buddy. He goes, this guy, he goes, literally, he goes, my knees never felt this good in my entire fucking life. He goes, look at this. And he goes, walking up and down the stage, I should post the clip. And he goes, this guy is amazing. You listen to everything this guy says. Like he gave me such a raving testimonial. I didn't ask for it. I just did my job really well. But that's literally what I'm doing right now. I'm not like, I'm not sitting here shamelessly plugging my own coaching program. Do I think you should do mine? Of course. But I also think Bedros is great. Do Bedros. He's got a great coaching program. He gave me so many pieces. Like I did a half day with him. He just, he goes, do you want to come and do a half day? I said, fuck yeah, let's do it. So I flew down, did a half day. My family went to Disney and we stayed at the Grand California. And then I met him afterwards. And I learned so much in that, in that day. Holy shit. I took notes and recorded everything. It was nuts. But I can text him right now while my phone's up there, but I can text him right now and he'll get back to me. Give me an answer. And the answer will be valid. He'll do an autopsy on your whole life. Same thing I do. But that's where I learned how to coach. Are people doing it way better than me? I didn't just decide and copy some program and then cut and paste my logo on it. I also didn't take dated information and start teaching people that going, that's not going to win. It's not going to succeed. Every Sunday, I do my inner circle coach call where I go into my own business well, any of them and go, what's working right now? And then I teach everybody how to do that. Exactly. And I answer questions and I troubleshoot and I, and I go through game plans. And then on Mondays I do hot seat where I go, sell me your stuff. And then I explain how to do it and where they're doing it wrong. And then I beat on them a little bit and then I help them back up and go, this is how you're going to do it. It's going to be better. Now go fucking practice on your steering wheel. Right. Because like rookies practice on their, on their clients, right? Pros practice on each other until they got it. Even that it's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So. That was number one. And then two is I, I actually wound up coaching with a really good friend of both of these guys are friends. See, that's the other thing. Can you be, are you friends with your coach? Or are these just guys that they're, they're store-bought friends, right? And the other one was Wes, Wes Watson. He's a, fuck, I love Wes to death. And he gets so much static, but I'll tell you, the guy came out of prison with $200 and is a multi-multi-millionaire now six years later. He's doing something right. And you know what people do? Well, yeah, he's conning people. No, he's not. No, he's fucking not because he, as soon as I got on a call with Wes and you know what, I didn't even need to pay him. I did because it's respect. That's what you do with people. He was like, no, yes, no, yes. It doesn't matter. It's the law of fair exchange matters. It matters. All you motherfuckers thinking you should be asking for things for free. That's why you're not succeeding because you're always looking for the answer for nothing. You're not willing to give anything. So why would the universe and God ever give you anything? They're not going to. The best thing you can do, if you have a friend of yours that's an entrepreneur, is buy their shit at full price and give them a seven-paragraph review. Positive review, by the way. That's the best thing you can do. Instead of going, hey, I'm one of your homies. Can you give me a deal? No. Like, that, that's just a disservice. But even Wes, we get on this call and we're just, bullshitting and i met wes years before that we've been talking forever and i was at his first speaking gig actually it was at bedros's place not the at the uh, fit body hq and what ended up happening was he goes dude you already have a brand you're already making a ton of money and i was like yeah he goes like you have these companies already because we just need to tighten up this and this but he has a unique way of looking at it but i go to people that are doing it better than me so where do you think i learned how to fucking coach i didn't just manifest it and decide it well, the second coach I had in between those two, between Bedros and, and Wes, was this guy. I'm not going to say his name, but, and, and it was dated information and it was non, like, was just, it was like being coached by fucking Eeyore. It was, 
boring and dull and everything was very productized and the information was loosely constructed and very, very scripted. Like nothing was genuine. It was the same cookie cutter garbage for every single thing that happened. Well, I blew through that program inside of two days. And then I went, now what? I paid you all this money. Well, this is how you just have to look. It's going to take time. And it was, you know, you have to, you have to be authentic and you have, like, get the fuck out of here. I, if I heard one more con, like, let's just sit down and pray and sing Kumbaya. Like, listen, I, my dad was a preacher. I believe in God, God and my wife saved my life, but I'm not going to sit there and coach people on religion. I'll coach you on how to be a successful businessman, how to have a great marriage. Fuck. Don't coach people. If you don't have a great marriage, there's another thing you want to, if you can't keep your marriage together, don't fucking coach people. You can't even keep your own house in order. How are you going to get somebody else's in order? Oh, I'm sure I'll get static for that. Don't care. And even coffee. Oh, coffee's bad for you. No, it's not. It's got about a hundred different things that are good for you. Anyway, that's, so that's why I became a coach. That's why I became a business coach, an online coach, because I got tired of seeing people doing this and ripping everybody off, charging a bunch of money for it, not giving any value. Like you don't need long drawn out scripts because when you get out in deep water and somebody starts asking you questions, you're screwed. So these guys pushing scripts nonstop, they don't work. They will work for the idiots that are willing, that, that, like they work for thousand dollar programs. I don't sell thousand dollar programs. I sell $50,000 programs. I get on with somebody that is, and listen, I can show you nonstop receipts before you start saying, oh, come on. I'm wearing a $300,000 watch. Get out of here with your doubt and start looking at people and going, how? Instead of saying, prove it. It's exhausting dealing with 95% of you people out there because all you do is go, I don't believe it because you cover up your own laziness with disbelief. Look at the people winning and ask them how, don't judge them. Look at the people winning and go, can you show me? And when they say pay me, don't complain, pay them. It doesn't just have to be me. But stop thinking everything should be free for you and you didn't do any of the fucking work. If anything, you should charge you double just for your laziness and stupidity. And I'm sure somebody's going to go off on that. Again, it doesn't matter to me. Your opinion doesn't matter to me if it's going to be negative. But you don't need, like, if you're getting just this string of Google Docs and dated info and, and scripts that are magic that everybody converts and, you know, and they tell you, don't go to any other coach because they're all bad. I don't care if you coach with me and you're like, ah, oh, you're not really my, my style. I don't, and, you know, I don't vibe with you. Okay, go coach with someone else. I'm fine with that. You know, long drawn out processes. I wrote this all down. That's why you're wondering why I'm looking down. There's overemphasis and details that don't matter. That's, that's going to cost you. It's going to cost you a lot of things, but the one thing it costs you is time. You ready to go through the big stuff? Because this is, look, it's just like a fucking phone book. One of, one of the things you want to ask is, hey, God, like I have seven-figure content strategy. This is like an entire course that I could set up here. Just going to give it to you for free. You have to ask yourself if you're going to start a business. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coach you. This is literally coaching 101. Number one is if you're going to coach, don't be a sole proprietor. Set up an LLC. And if somebody's like, well, the rules of LLCs have changed you still want an LLC, two member at least. Not one member, because then you may as well be a sole proprietor. Like half of these guys don't even tell you that. They're like, oh, just start taking payments. Sign up with Stripe. Stripe is the worst company to do business with, by the way, because half the time they hold your money because they don't do the underwriting. 
at the be- at the end or at the beginning, they do it at the end. They will start, you can rent, right now I could set up a company and I could start doing transactions inside of about five minutes. I'll hit a cap of probably five grand and all of a sudden, boom, they're going to say, we need to know about your customer, your product, what you're selling, why you're selling. We need to have a receipt. Like they will give you this laundry list of shit that you should have anyway as a business person, but people don't. And then they put your funds on hold and they can hold them up to 180 days because then they start doing the underwriting afterwards. Their goal is to get you in the door and at least strip off a little bit of your money because they're going to take 3%. Yeah, nobody tells you that, do they? See, you want to go with someone like EasyPick or um, Authorize.net or uh, my buddy Brad Lee, um, Real Merchant Services. Go through those guys because they do the underwriting at the beginning. So when you get approved for 100 grand a month, you don't ever have any static. You just run the transactions. If you go over 100 grand or your transaction cap is bigger, let's say you have a $20,000 transaction cap, which means that 20 grand, if you go over that, they go, hey, you said you're only doing 20 grand per transaction. You can just send them an email and give them a heads up because they've done the underwriting. They know you, they know your business. They know all about what you're going to do. Most people don't do that. So this is like, did you set any of that up? Did you get all the social media platforms? You need six at least. And they all should have the same name, not with a hyphen or one has a number and one doesn't the same, the same fucking name, all of them. Does it matter? Yes. Why? Because the world is a search engine right now. It's a searchable platform, which means if you have a hyphen or an underscore or a 914 after it or anything like that, it becomes a completely different label. And Google kicks it off to the end of the universe and you never fucking see it again. So you get everything. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, X. If you guys ask what X is, you need to get back on the internet and look. Uh, YouTube and LinkedIn. LinkedIn, by the way, the average income on LinkedIn is $62,000 a year. The average income on Facebook is $30,000 a year. Why would you not go in on LinkedIn? It doesn't matter what business you have. Like, this is all stuff. These God, these, these coaches, they're just, oh, they piss me off. And then what are you getting into? the Like, when you decide to be an entrepreneur, just so you know, don't be in love with the idea of having Lamborghinis and a mansion and private jets and flashy watches and all this stuff, thinking that's what's going to happen by working an hour a day. I work 16 hours a day. We've owned our company for 30 months. The day I saw my first client or the day I, I had my first client, I was still in recovery after having my lung removed. Are you willing to take it as far as I am? Because if you're not, don't bother. You have to believe in what you're going to do so much, regardless, independent of seeing any results, just knowing with all your heart that it's just going to fucking work. That's what an entrepreneur is thinking that you can go and play with your friends or, or hang out or watch TV or play video games or stay up late or go to the bar or hang out with your fucking boyfriend or girlfriend all day or whatever it is you're going to do. And you're going to make a ton of money. You're stupid. Don't be an entrepreneur. Don't just go be an employee and, and work at JC Penny because it's going to be better for you and complain about how you don't have any money and you don't have any freedom. And it's the fault of your boss. Because ultimately, the boss is who you see in the mirror every day. But they, again, most coaches don't tell you this. You're like, yeah, give me your money, and, and I'll teach you how to make a million dollars inside of a month. It took me a year to get to a million dollars. I work harder than anybody else I've ever met because I just won't quit. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to go, I'm working here to replace my job, or I'm going to quit my job and go all in on that? Because the second one is the one that you're going to want to do. I'll get disagreement on that all day. But if you're going to, if it's a side hustle, you're never going to put anything else into it. So it's always going to be a side hustle. The bullshit of going, well, until your side hustle becomes your main hustle and makes all that money, you're never going to get it to that point because you're not going all in. 
It just unreal. And then why? Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? You can't say it's for the freedom at the beginning because you're locked to, you literally give up all aspects of freedom when you become an entrepreneur. Because you have to do the work. And all the heavy lifting is at the beginning. You don't walk in with a salary. You walk in with zero. And you have to earn the right to be paid. And it comes from giving away all your shit for free. Like this. And yet I've earned the right to be paid. Because I've proven it. I have a string of testimonials a mile long. Because I give a shit. I want you to win. This could, I should probably just turn this into a giant masterclass or a course, teach you how to do everything. So why don't I do that? And it'll be a podcast. So it's not going to be edited. It's not going to be crazy. It's just going to be, this is how we're going to do it. So number one is why do you want to be an entrepreneur? What are you going to do? Like what problem are you going to solve this? If you go, I want to be a fitness coach for who? Well, I want to see people from 20 to 75 years old. You're going to drown. Pick one person. Usually it's a variation of who you see in the mirror every day. One person, one product, one platform. That's how you want to start. I realize I just gave you a list of six platforms. Start with one. One product. You don't need more than one product to make a million dollars a year. One person. Not between the ages of one person. How old are they? What do they look like? What do they do? What their, what's their problem? One platform, pick one, Instagram, YouTube, I don't care. You, I can succeed on any platform if I just have one. If I have six, eight, 10, I'll do even better. But get good at one instead of spreading yourself out thin going, well, maybe it's the next platform. It's not the platform's problem, it's a you problem. Leadership is always the problem. Leadership is always a solution. Look in the mirror. So what problem are you gonna solve? You should be writing all this down, by the way, if you're not. And if you go, yeah, 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 I know this, but what's the hack to get more leads? You don't even know the problem you're solving. That's why your offer sucks. Like your offer sucks. This is all shit that both these two coaches, other than like Bedros and West, this is the stuff they help me with. The other two bozos, like the one Cairo coach, this guy's a fucking moron. And then the deadbeat coach I had for online, another, what, a, like just empty vessel. This is the stuff they never taught. So I'm just giving it all away. What problem are you going to solve? How are you going to solve it? How are they going to get the solution? You're going to send them an email, put them on an app. You're going to come to their house. You're going to do a one-on-one. -on -one. What are you going to do? This could be one-on-one. -on -one. This could be a brick and mortar. This could be online. You could probably figure out how to do it with an Apple watch. I'm going to look at my time here. I don't know what time it is. Oh, shit. It's 10, 10 after 5. This is a long podcast. All right. So I'm going to have to fly through this and probably have to make this a two-part offer or a two-part episode. So number one is you need an offer. And this is where everything starts. And this is where everything falls apart. And if you don't know where to start, if you don't know what to do with your business, this is where you're going to begin. You don't even know what your offer is. You can't just come in and go, I want to be a fitness coach. I want to teach people how to, you know, whatever, build. I want a, an energy drink company. I want to teach people how to shoot guns. I, it doesn't matter. You have to have an offer. It can't just be, this is what I want to do in a very nebulous way. And I want to make a lot of money doing it because the riches are in the niches. You can quote Bedros on that. I didn't think that up. He said it. He's right. If you aren't like, even if you decide and you've already been in business and you're not making any money, there's four reasons. It's always the same four. Listen, you have an offer that is just garbage, just weak. It's, and when I say weak, it's getting buried in the noise because it's the same as everybody else's offer. See, that's where a lot of entrepreneurs make a lot of mistakes is they go, okay, what's in the market right now? And then they go, okay, I'm going to build something that's slightly better, that has a little bit more. And then what's everybody charging right now? Okay, I'm going to charge a little bit less. So they charge less, give more. That is a race to the bottom. Because eventually it's not sustainable. What ends up happening is you're still competing with all the noise out there, but you're getting nowhere. 
because you're, you're fighting with all the other people that are doing the same fucking thing. So instead, you have to be a competitor of one. You have to be a unicorn. And the way you do that is by going out and figuring out all the problems that that one person has, solving those specific problems, giving them the solution, showing them that you can solve their problems, and then going, give me money. Most people stand in front of the fireplace and go, give me some heat, and then, give, then I'll give you wood. It's not going to work that way, dumbass. So if you're, not, if you're in business already, you're not making any money. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a couple of things. Either your offer is weak, it's getting buried by noise, and you put it together the way I just said. You just suck at closing. Maybe you just cannot close. When it comes down to going, you need to give me money, you're like, oh, shit, and you just like deer in the headlights. You freak out. It's okay to ask for money. You might not have any leads, or you might have bad attention. And when I say bad attention, I realize there's no such thing as negative attention or bad attention. It's attention from the people that aren't going to buy your stuff. Let me give you an example. I put a bunch of girls with big boobs jumping on trampolines in tiny little bikinis and everybody's going to swipe to that and look at it. And none of it is going to generate any money other than ads from people going there and staring at it. Right. It's not the, the product doesn't exist. Well, if that's the attention you're getting and you keep trying to sell a product, unless you're selling a pair of boobs, you're not going to get any money. That's negative attention. So you need to have your shit seen by the people that want to buy your stuff. So what you need is a starving crowd for your product, for your service. That, that's a guaranteed win. There's a way to find them and I'll go over, like, I'll go over all this stuff. You can see I'm flipping pages. There's a reason. The offer is everything, right? So if you look at your offer, first of all, most people aren't charging enough. I sold a snowmobile one time, one of my snowmobiles, when I, like, I used to race, do snowcross and stuff. And, and I sold my snowmobile and I put it in, in this magazine called a, a buy and sell. And it was ran for a week, not one phone call, nothing, nothing, not one phone call. I go to my dad, I go, I don't get it, man. I, I need to sell this sled so I can get another one. He goes, raise the price. I go, what? Raise the price, add $1,000 to it. I'm like, this is the stupidest idea in the world, but nobody's buying anything. Sure. So a thousand bucks, I added a thousand dollars to the price, 20 minutes. When the buy and sell came out, it was sold. Perceived value increases with price, provided you match it with the value you're delivering. You can't just come out and go, here's a Coke. See, this is where if your product matches everybody else's, nobody's going to give you money. Because if your product matches everybody else's and everybody else's is a dollar and you're going, I need $10,000 because this Coke's a magic Coke, nobody's going to do it. You need to have something that is different than this that solves their problems. And they see it and nobody else is solving those problems. You become a competitor of one. Understanding, right? What happens is, People usually are too lazy to create something of value, so they just copy everything else. And even that, Brian Tracy, if you don't listen to Brian Tracy, you should. Brian Tracy said that all you have to do is create a product that's 5% different than anybody else's, and you are immediately perceived as having a new product, 5%. Think you can be 5% different? Yeah, I'll give you one easy example. P90X, Tony Horton. That's just jumpy, jumpy aerobics, basically. Holy shit. They made so much money. What's the company, the, the Beachbody? Like they made so much money and then they had Shakeology too. Like, fuck, you guys need to look around and go look at all the success everywhere. Like business 101, here's, here's what you do. So business 101, I'm gonna read this straight off my sheet. You need to have the right market, which is the starving crowd. You need to charge the amount that it's worth, not the amount you think it's worth, but actually charge a, a real amount. What's the value? And I'll go over how to create that value. 
need to have what I call a sniper offer. So sniper offer is like, what's the outcome? What's the results? It's like, I made a post uh, this morning, actually about, I'm like, you make a post. I'll go back to boobs again. Apparently I'm talking about that all day, but you make a post with a big pair of boobs and it gets nothing like 20,000 likes and a whole bunch of new followers and it goes viral. You make a post about how she earned the money to get the boobs, crickets. Moral of the story, sell the results. Sell the results. A lot of you guys are selling. I'm going to give you this nine-step formula. Just sell the fucking results. Teach them along the way, right? Sniper offers deliver, by the way. And, and even like I can get into things like urgency, scarcity, how to stack offers. Like I'm not going to get into all that because it's going to take forever. You, you want to get, you want to get really good at putting all this together. So here's how you find your market. I'll just, I'll do this and then I'm going to go because I got jujitsu today. So if, and I'll, I'll just be, this will be a part one. Cause I'll just do the rest tomorrow. You have to know how to pick your market and how to create your offer. You can learn how to sell. No problem. Just, if you don't want to learn it from me, learn from my buddy, Andy, he is a killer salesman. Just go ask him for help on how to be a salesman and he will fucking help you. But you, if you have a regular, like most markets are regular, except when they're not, which means that there is this dire need and it doesn't matter how shitty your product is. If it fills that void, you're going to sell out, right? You're going to sell out. So like if you have the cure for a terminal disease and you're the only one with it, even if it's a shitty delivery method and it hurts and they have to burn out your right eye, but you get to live, you're going to sell it and you'll sell it for whatever money you want. That's really rare. So in a normal business world, in a normal market that we live in as normal as it can be, this is how you choose a market. You have to find a crowd that desperately needs what you have. It's kind of what I'm saying, but you have to know who those people are. And the way you know that is by going, what is the easiest way is this? Look at the problems you've had that you've had to deal with and solve. Not the problem you're in that you're solving because it makes it a lot harder. To, you can do it, but you can, it makes it a lot harder to do. And then you have to figure out, see, here's the worst part. People go, yeah, I found all these people. They're going to buy all my shit, but do they have the money to buy? Are these like, it's okay to go, well, they don't have the money to buy. And then the altruistic people come out and go, well, you should still be helping those people. I own a fucking business. The business is to help them and put money in my pocket so I can take care of my family. So it is arrogant of anyone to think I should give it away for free just because they exist. Because if that's the case, then all the food in the United States where we have such a surplus needs to be shipped off to every third world country. It's not. Why? Because people here need food too. So I give tons of stuff away for free. Listen, if you're a miser, you don't give anything away for free. You're just a dick. But I give tons of stuff away for free. But do they have the money to buy it? If you market to a bunch of people, they go, I got no money. Well, then why are you marketing to them? You're just, you're wasting your own energy and it becomes this act of desperation and it's very defeating. You know, can you find these people? Can you get to these people? Or do they have a wall in front of them all the time? If they have a wall in front of them, you're screwed. Because you're never going to get to these people. If you're trying to market to a specific person in the Pentagon, you're not going to get to them. If that's your type of person that you need to sell to, you need to find a variation of that that's out in the world, right? And then is, is the market have competition? Is it growing? See, people go, I want to go somewhere where nobody's ever done anything. That's the worst thing you can fucking do because you know what a pioneer is? A guy lying face down with his back full of arrows, man. You want to be in a market where everybody else is there. Now you don't have to worry about it because the market is, there's no such, it's not saturated. If you guys are like, oh, coaching market's saturated. No, the coaching market is filled with a bunch of bozos that shouldn't be coaching. The fitness market is filled with a bunch of bozos that shouldn't be coaching fitness. I could do this all day with anything. Because of the inception of the internet, 
and social media, everybody magically is a coach now and charging huge amounts of money thinking they're going to have a private jet tomorrow. I don't want a private jet tomorrow. I want to help people fucking win. I'm 50. I love seeing people win. See, that's it. Does your coach want you to win? Like I can go back to the beginning when I got static for having a fucking Ferrari or a Lamborghini or like didn't matter what I want. I got static for my coach. You should celebrate your wins if you're a coach, man. Celebrate your wins of your clients. Go nuts. Send them on a trip. Have fun with it. God, pharmaceuticals. Look at the pharmaceutical rate industry. They bribe the shit out of people to sell their product, a bunch of dope dealers, by sending them on trips and cruises and giving them cars and all kinds of stuff. Why are you trying to reinvent the wheel, man? Listen, there's only three markets, health, wealth, and relationships. They're all deficiency needs. When you have them, you never think about them. When you don't have them, that's all you think about. Just keep that in mind. There is a variation and a subcategory for those three. If you can live in there and you can figure out your solution in there, you've got a slam dunk, right? So just think about that. And, and then this is why I said that the riches are in the niches, right? The riches are in the niches because if you look at a general practitioner, I don't know arbitrarily how much they make. Let's just say they make 80 grand a year, right? General practice doctor, 80 grand a year, which I think is probably too much. 80 grand, I'm sure I'll get shit for that too. I am a doctor, it's okay. 80 grand for a general practitioner, neurosurgeon specializing in one specific problem. Yeah, like 3 million a year. The neurosurgeon doesn't have to do any marketing. They fix, follow me, listen. Listen, you guys are trying to be nomads and blend in with everybody and you wind up getting hated by everybody. Or you're desperately trying to blend in with everybody and wondering why the person you see in the mirror you fucking hate. Be so specific that those are the people that have to come see you because there's no other option because you're the best. Get into the niche and then become the best there. You will have other people market for you. Just be so good at what you do. Keep dumping time, energy, and money into your own product and service until it is so good that people call you and go, how do I pay you? I did that with Smashworks. I got, now I did it with coaching. I got a phone call yesterday from two people, not one, two, who went, you, I, I my phone's up there. Otherwise, I showed it on my coach call. I was like, you are the only person I fucking thought of right away out of everybody else. You are my first thought. I'm going to coach with you. He starts with me tomorrow. One of them. The other one starts on Monday. One of them is a big ass celebrity. Yeah, I'm not a dick, so I don't go name dropping. I'm just saying they're real people. The point is, get to that point where you're so good. I get calls. I don't know if you know who Scott Atkins is. It, it, probably from um, uh, John Wick. He's in a lot of movies, actually. He's, and he's gangster shit. He sent me a message. Hey, I don't know if you know who I am, but this is me. I'm having this back problem. Can you help me? You get so good at what you do, people call you. I get it all the time. And it's not to brag, it's to say, I, and I gave it all for free. I didn't ask for money. So just do that. And then when you are writing about your shit, God, you guys are making content. Writers make, they, they throw together words to be understood. They want to make sure you get the story. Copywriters like Frank Kern, Dan Kennedy, these killers. Copywriters write so the audience feels understood they're not the same so think about that when you're writing i mean i could drop tips and bangers all day long there's a lot of things that come into play when it like people go well how much should i charge right well number one is what's everybody else charging ignore that 
you just have to be able to go your price to value ratio is in the right proportions. Your value has to be so much larger than the price where all they do is look at the value and they're like, I don't care about this price because the value is so good. That's what happens when you become so good at your job or your career or your business that people call you because you have already established street cred where people go, this person knows their shit. You know how they know that you know? Keep dumping value out into the universe, out into the market, keep doing stuff for free. And people go, well, how am I supposed to make any money? Take your first five, 10 people for free and get them just crazy ass results. And then tell them, just go tell everybody, give me a killer testimonial. That's all I care about. Don't tell them if I'll do it for free, as long as you give me five stars, don't do that. Because then most people will be like, oh, fuck you. I don't want to do that. Just do it out of the goodness of your heart. And then if you, you kill it, they're going to tell their friends anyway. The next round of people, you'll be able to charge. But people, they don't have the patience and they spend the same amount of time. Listen, if you spend three months trying to do that, you get these results for somebody, whether it's a business or fitness or, or marriage therapy, it doesn't matter. And you get these great results and you made no money or you start charging right out of the gate and you, you struggle and scrape by and you barely make any money and you're getting pissed off that nobody's buying your stuff. There's still going to be the same amount of time. One has no stress and the other has a ton of stress and one that you're doing it for free. You're just doing your job at the end of three months. All of a sudden you get a flood of people going, I want to buy your stuff at the end of three months with trying to scrape by and charge right out of the gate. You're still doing that. Still not making any money. You have to go. Excellence. That's the easiest way to remember it. The, the fastest race to the bottom is how everybody's coaching you. And it's just irritating. Like, here's what happens. They, they start dropping the price. And there's, they're the people that are just like, they ask the most questions. They're the most demanding. They have no perceived value. Like their, their value perception is so low because the price is low. You charge somebody $35 and people go, well, you should just rip people off. You're not ripping somebody off. It's Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce has a 15 month waiting period for their brand new vehicles. How many Rolls Royce commercials have you seen? Zero, fucking zero. Why? Because their product speaks for themselves. And of course the argument of the week is like, well, they've been around a long time. They weren't always big dogs. Get that through your head. You have to be willing to give everything you've got at the beginning for no money, but you don't have to do it for two, three years. I got this one coach. I keep seeing him pop up on my fucking Instagram. You have to be willing to, you know, give all like, slowly build your following and your content. It's going to take two to three years. Nobody has that kind of time. What if I could do it in three months? Sign me up. Where do I pay? Really? If Bedros called me up and said, no, bro, I can, I can help you grow your, I can 10 X your business in a month. If you listen to everything I say, okay. And if he goes, cool, wire me a hundred grand. All right. He's even if I don't have it, I would borrow it because he's saying, he's giving me my time. How much is your time worth? Just so we know, Steve Jobs would have given every dollar he had for another day on the planet before he passed away. Stop thinking that time is infinite and money is finite. It's the other way around. So why would you waste your time, right? So you have to think of, of how it works. When your price goes down, the people question everything. When your price goes up, the caliber of person you attract is different. They don't question. They expect value right out of the gate. So they look at you before they even, before you even talk to them, before you even talk to these people, they climb up your ass with a microscope and you don't even know. And they're exploring everything about you. They know every cell, every button, every switch, everything you fucking got. And then they go, so tell me about your program. And you're like, well, it does this, but here are the results you can expect. It's a hundred grand. And they go, okay, I sent the wire. Oh, what? Yeah. I got it from your, your executive assistant earlier today. I just want to talk to you on the phone. And they're the ones that like, I have to check half the time to go, dude, are you still alive? 
like I have people, they, they, you know, they, they've spent a hundred grand on a program with me and I don't talk to them for like three months. And I'm like, Hey, you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. I'm just doing everything you told me to do, man. I get somebody that a 299, 20 messages a fucking day. You're not helping me. You're not helping you. If anything, it drives me bananas. So I just pri price your way out of that. And now this isn't an excuse to go, I'm going to charge 50 grand for everything I do. Earn it. Become that person. Which goes to what I said at the beginning. Take three months and just build out all your shit for free. Become so badass. I'd look at everybody doing it better than you. Copy all their stuff. It's called modeling. Brad and I went over this already. Modeling. Why are you reinventing the wheel? Just because you want to fluff your ego and rub one out in the corner? Just copy what they're doing. Give it a spin so it's unique to you. You guys are spending all this time and money trying to like reinvent something or why? The point is raise the barrier to entry. That's what I wrote in big bold print. Just raise the barrier to entry because you have a higher perceived value. There's nothing really comparable because when people stop and see and they're like, wait a minute, you charge a hundred thousand dollars. You know, they look around, there's nobody else out there like that. Why the fuck are you a hundred thousand dollars? But their question is, why are you a hundred thousand dollars? Well, that already puts you in a category of one. There's two ways of looking at it. Well, yeah, and then nobody's going to buy because they're going to be like, why is he so expensive? I'm going with the cheaper one. You don't want the cheaper people. You never want the cheaper people. And I'm sure somebody's going to take offense to that. I don't care. I priced you out of my program, right? When you have an increased value perception and you charge more, you can create more value because you have more money to work with to give them better value, to give them better results. You get better results. You attract more people that want better results that are a higher caliber of person that are willing to pay all the money. I could go into the whole layout for the value, but listen, I, I got to bounce off the jujitsu. I hate to cut this short, but I've been on here for an hour. Anyway, that's why I became a coach. I'll leave it at that. I know it's really like the most abrupt, shitty ending of a podcast ever. I will come back tomorrow and I will drop the rest of this episode of how to actually win in business. It's like a masterclass. And I'll just give it to you guys for free. You don't even need to give me your email. Just listen to it. But for the love of God, do it. Anyway, start with the stuff I gave you, right? Go back. What problem am I going to solve? Who am I going to solve it for? Where are those people? Can I get to those people? Do they have the money to buy? Why am I solving that? Am I willing to keep going regardless of the results I see, knowing full well that it's just going to fucking work out? Start with that. Don't look at other people doing what you're doing, thinking you're going to, or doing what you want to do, thinking you're going to copy them because that's the fastest race to the bottom. Become a, a competitor of one. Own the field. All right. I got to go. I love you guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for being here.